Everybody, welcome back to the pod and the pendulum typically the horror movie podcast covering all things franchises but it's spooky season and we've done something different this month uh, where we're kind of covering a bunch of different topics whether it's video games or comic books or festival favorites but now we're kind of like in the home stretch right now it is like the week before halloween we're kind of like getting all of our last like scary stuff out of our system before we have to put things away for one year unfortunately i am your host mike snooney and joined once again by my co-host Lindsay travis Lindsay, how have you been doing in the five minutes since we recorded our previous episode <laughs> lots has changed i checked my email answered a couple text messages so oh my god look at you I'm you brand are incredible new. I'm brand new. I had a little bit of Nutella straight from the jar, oh. rubbed my cat's head, and uh, yeah, do that's where have, we're at. Um, I, every so often, I discover a new candy's Canadian. Do you have the candy Toffee Fay? Do you have no, that? No, what's that? So it's these like little chocolates. It's like a hazelnut covered in like um, like a caramelly chocolate in a chewy caramel with chocolate on top. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things that you like can't keep around because you'll eat 50 of them, but you're meant to yeah. eat one kind of thing. Um, but I bought a box at Costco. I haven't been to Costco in like five years. And I went and bought a bunch of shit that I would never usually buy, including oh, this box of Toffee Bay. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been like hammering them. And like, I have never heard of that. You have a thing in can. You have like the all dressed potato chips from yes. Ruffles, which are incredible. Yes. But then you have like Rolo fa- flavored chocolate milk. Yes, which is we do the have greatest that. Greatest thing. Like, I want to smuggle that over the border and just bring that home with me. It is. I, I wish. I, although, is that just shelf stable? I was going to say, I'll send it to you, but I don't know. I don't think it stable. is. I wouldn't want to risk it. Yeah. It's like how I got like food poisoning, drinking <laughs> yeah. rancid chocolate if milk. If I ever find it like where it's on a shelf, not in a fridge because of how it's packaged, mm-hmm. like if it's warm in the store, Send it my way. Spend it my way. So we are going to have, this is like what I would call a mini episode, just like a 30 minute chat about like, what are the horror movie staples that we watch during the season? Um, If this episode is longer than 30 minutes, it's because I've been able to contact some of the directors from Telluride Horror to kind of talk about their movies. If it's not longer than 30 minutes, that went up in smoke. Um, but I got to ask Lindsay, like I, I put a distinction between horror movies and Halloween season movies. And I'm wondering, you know, what do you think goes into making a movie right for the Halloween season? That's a really good question. And I contemplated it after you brought it up. I think it was a couple of weeks ago when we were like, you know, coming up with this concept maybe a month ago. And I contemplated it because I don't really know. For me, I think it's vibe and tone. And it's, I don't think it's something that you can like really put your finger on. Like this isn't a movie, but um, if I were to like come up with an example, I'd think of like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That movie Mm. just feels like it's Halloween or that movie, that show just feels like it's Halloween when you're watching it. So I think that like, it's not necessarily about pumpkins or when it takes place or anything like that. But I think there's kind of this like 
tone and this feeling that you get yep. when you watch it that like makes sense to watch it when leaves are on the ground. Yeah. For me, it's it's definitely that part of it, you just hit it like the leaves on the ground. For me, there's a big feel to it. Um I think like for example, like a lot of the Halloween movies don't necessarily feel like they take place on Halloween. Um, not that I don't love those movies, but I just don't get that vibe a lot of the time. I'm a little bit of a snob being from New England and I love a movie that has like a really big New England vibe. Like give me leaves falling off of trees give me like a brisk just looking at the sky you can tell it's like between 45 and 60 degrees and it's kind of like hoodie or sweater season uh you don't quite need a coat yet but you need to bundle up a little bit more um give me like fire pits going to keep the night sky to keep like you know keep the uh dark out give me that kind of vibe and also like Give me a fun feel to it. it. Doesn't necessarily have to be scary, but give me the trick part of trick or treat, and I am in stuff that I can watch with my family. A lot of the times goes a long way. Um, I don't. There's not a lot of slashers that I would consider true kind of Halloween inspired movies. It usually has like a monster vibe to it as well. So, oop, you're muted, Lindsay. I didn't even realize that you touched on things that I already agree with. Um, yes, it's not so much about the scary stuff. It's the mm -hmm. more like family, fun, trick. Yeah, like slashers. Like I tend to watch at least one Halloween movie every year yep. um, or at least one Jason movie usually every year. But those are my like year round horrors. Like on the Halloween season, I want more of the like fun mm -hmm. stuff. Agree with you. Yeah. And I know like my co-host um, Jen Adams um, – or Jen Ferratu does like a Friday the 13th movie around Halloween season. Um, Cause she's like, you know, the woods, the vibe, you know, Jason lives would be a good uh, like part six would be a good kind of like fun, almost meta horror comedy, but let's get started. And I, uh, why don't you pick your first one? Since I started off last time. Sure. Ladies first. Okay. I'm going to pick one that is going to surprise no one. If you've like ever seen my Twitter feed, um, that I watch every Devil's Night, every October 30th since it came out. I've watched it and also very often throughout the year as well, uh, is The Guest, uh, Simon Barrett and, uh, oh my goodness. And uh, Adam Wingard. Adam Wingard. There you go. That's right. Oh, my goodness. I feel like Adam Wingard's name is like Fangoria, where some people say Fangoria and some people say Fangoria. It's like, is yeah. it Wingard or Wingard? I don't know. Um, Get back to us, Adam. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know how you say your name, Adam. Um so, yeah, uh, Wingard's gone on to make, like, I think he made Godzilla vs. King Kong. Uh, Simon Barrett made um, Seance. The two of them made, um, uh, not ready or not. What is, I'm, you know. They listen, did It's a tired. Horrible Way to Die. Yeah. Yes, no. we're very tired. <laughs> we're tired. They, it's a um, Horrible Way to Die. Um, I think uh, Pop Candy was their first collaboration together. They did no, the Blair they, Witch together. They did uh, do which, which and they rocked. did your next together as well. They did your next, your as next, well, is which is kind of what they're probably like best known for together. Yes, your next is definitely what they're known for. Their Blair Witch movie is wicked. Um, I it's hate so calling things fun. underrated, but like it's totally underrated. It's so great. It's it's underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so their movie, The Guest, um, like changed me. I'm like not exaggerating mm-hmm. when I say that. I love that movie so much. I've talked about it every opportunity that I can get. So if you've like follow me on things, you're like, yes, Lindsay, we know. Um, I did an episode um, of Let's Scare uh, Brian to Death, uh, which is it's transcribed. It's not uh, posted as an episode. It is a recording and it's transcribed on Daily Dead. Um, so if you want to check that out, a lot of my thoughts are there. Um, I love The Guest. It's so special. I saw it at um, uh, TIFF. It was like a movie that I kind of, I hadn't seen your next by the time it came out. I wasn't super engulfed in like, you know, their, their movies. I didn't really know what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who Dan Stevens was. Um, And I just was like, this seems cool. Um, You know, we should go and brought my best friend with me. And we literally both watched it like without blinking. And it was like, one of those really magical moments where you're like, oh, this is my favorite movie. Like I am watching a movie that I will love forever. And I'm experiencing that in That's real awesome. time. Yeah. It was just like, oh, and I like couldn't wait to get home and talk to, talk about it and tell everyone about it. And I couldn't wait to watch it again. Um, and I just love it so much. And so it is um, kind of action-y, but it's still definitely horror. And it's uh, kind of like campy, not really meta per se, but it has some like very, very self-aware moments. Um, and it's just so special. Um, they themselves, and if you watch it, you'll pick up on it. It's definitely got a lot of Terminator two meets um, Halloween. Yeah. And, uh, you'll like experience it while you're watching it. It doesn't, uh, there are like, there's a Halloween party, like a costume party in it. Um, and there's a Halloween dance. And so there's a lot of like Halloweeny stuff. That and they make great use of those set pieces. They really do. Yeah. Best, maybe one of the best House of Mirrors scenes. Um, yeah. They make, yeah, really great use of it. Um, the Halloween stuff pays off in really fun ways. And it's just like a movie that I love and can revisit all the time. And yeah. that October 30th where you're like, what should I do tonight? I was like, I should watch The Guest. Yeah. So my, I love that pick. And we did a patron episode on that too. So Oh God, of course we did. Archive, so. Again, I told you, you've heard me talk about it any That's opportunity right. that I can get. Um, yeah, of course. So my first pick, and I think I'm gonna, I have like a, some like kind of like kid-friendly picks here or like tween-friendly picks. So a few years ago, Nickelodeon did a revival of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And they did it as like a three-part miniseries that rather than be a, like an anthology series about kids telling ghost stories around the campfire um it was like those kids that tell ghost stories around the campfire get caught up in their own kind of horror story uh and it takes place at this like haunted carnival that travels from town to town and kids go missing in its wake and it was one of those things where it was really well acted it has you have to bear with me for a second as i do real time uh <laughs> research here are you afraid of Dark I movie. actually didn't watch the revival, but Are You Afraid of the Dark was like a massive part of my childhood. I, I know like a lot of people didn't love it. I know like mm. a lot of people didn't um didn't necessarily really like the reboot because it was not necessarily what they were used to. But okay. as a um standalone like kid friendly horror movie, like because you can watch all three parts together and it's the length of one two hour okay. movie um it was fantastic like there were some actually really creepy parts in it um where is this kiddo it's a dude who plays ben in uh jeremy ray taylor who plays ben in um the it movies as the kid oh, like he it. is in it he's really good in this movie um and i think it's like 
God, I'm trying to think of the main bad guy's name. I'm doing a horrible job selling this right now, but basically it's like the carnival of doom uh, that goes around and the kids start to go missing and they have to uncover, you know, why is it happening? And there are some genuinely super creepy uh, moments in it that aren't like too graphic overall. Um, but like for a kid it could be really scary and it's a fun family watch. So it's something that I try to like get us to sit down and watch every year now. Um, I would highly recommend it. And as an adult, you can really enjoy it too. So I love that. I, I will check it out on your recommendation. The yeah. show is like formative. It's also pure Canadiana. Yeah. Like it's, that, is, that show is, is Canada in a show. Do you um, think the, the main kid from that movie, the main, like the kid with the glasses, do you ever think he like wakes up now as an adult and like curses that Harry Potter came out like 10 years 10 after years. his peak? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. You know. Probably. It's like, that should have been me, Daniel that Radcliffe. should have been me. Um, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, the, um, for Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, fans, the Crimson Clown messed me up for like 10 years, so. Oh, yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, and I have like a, a Crimson Clown uh, lapel pin that I'm just terrified of, like I won't put it on oh. my jacket. Um, okay, my next one. Um, Death Becomes Her. Okay. It is not a Halloween movie at all. It is a horror comedy. Um, but it gives me this like really specific vibe that I can't put my finger on that I feel like you kind of said it well about the like give me the trick. Um, that I just can't put my finger on. It just feels like a fun, spooky season movie. So for those who don't know, it's Goldie Hawn, future mother-in-law. Like, come on. One of those, one of those boys. Yep. One of those boys. Come on, Wyatt Russell. I'm available. Give me a call. Um, Goldie Hawn absolute goddess meryl streep another goddess um and bruce willis eh. a superhero in one of those movies um in uh that you know those m night movies whatever um yeah, he was you know john mcclain <laughs> yeah he, he was, was also john mcclain in die hard one of my favorite movies of all time but if we ever do a holiday episode we'll talk about that then um yeah so death becomes her if you haven't seen it it is a really cool horror comedy it's it's a little bit mean-spirited in its first few minutes but um the story is basically about two women that are both in love with the same man. One woman kind of steals him from the other and uh, Goldie Hawn suddenly one day um, turns out shows up and she's just like young and beautiful and no one can believe how she got so young and beautiful. And what it turns out was that she had this magic serum that kind of grants you this like everlasting beauty. Uh, so Meryl Streep's character wants to get it too. But the kind of side effect of this is that it makes you immortal. You're immortal and you will, uh, you know, never age per se, but you will eventually kind of start to fall apart because you are immortal. And if your finger gets cut off, your finger gets cut off. Um, so the two women who are both fighting over Bruce Willis, who is a mortician. Uh, so they live in this like really cool Gothic house with like, you know, a basement that's a morgue. Um, uh, they like fight over him and it gets super violent, which again, they're like immortal, but they do get injured. So there's a lot of comedy that comes with that. Um, and it's just like really silly and really fun. There's like big party set pieces and it's really spooky. And like, again, the Gothic house and it's silly and funny and it's not gory per se, but there are like gross injuries. Um, and it's just so fun and so great. It's one of my dream Halloween costumes is the finale of that movie. Um, 
And I just absolutely love it. It's really special. I finally bought it on DVD probably two, three years ago. And I was like, why did I not own this before? Because I just watched yeah, it Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check this out. I've always like seen, like the poster is iconic. The poster is awesome. Um, but I've never watched this movie. So I'm going to add that as like me. I think my wife would dig this movie. So yes, we could I feel like together. I don't know your wife, but I think she would like it. I think she would dig this. So I'm going to stick with the movies that are family friendly ish and tween ish and also anthology ish with the uh this is what i watched actually last year for halloween after ader and i came back from trick-or-treating our little tradition is to like get a little plate of candy uh and make hot chocolate and then like watch a movie uh or you know if it's really late she'll watch part of it and then i'll send her to bed although she gets older she can stay up later so um but last year we did scary stories to tell in the dark together the Guillermo del toro produced movie um and again it's one of those movies that um i don't think got the appreciation that it should uh, because it's not like i think people were anticipating like more direct interpretations of the book uh, or the books the short stories and this is very much like those stories are brought to life in this movie, but it has very much like not even a wraparound, but a real story behind it. Um, I thought it did a, a pretty incredible job of bringing the story of, especially with Harold and the scarecrow, like bringing that to life overall. I thought the kids in the movie do a really fantastic job. It's directed by uh, Andre Overdell, who uh, you probably also know from Troll Hunters. And I'm trying to remember what his upcoming movie is. Um, oh, he also did The Autopsy of Jane Doe. And, <gasps> I love that movie. Yeah. I he's incredible. I never want to watch it again because it's so scary. It's but... so scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know he has something else coming out soon, and I'm drawing a blank, and it makes me sad because it's like one of those things where like, I am really excited for this, and now I cannot remember it. Um <laughs> But I thought that there were some genuinely creepy moments in it. There's like this tremendous like small town fall atmosphere to it as well. There are parts that like take place in a drive-in theater. And if you know me, like, you know, I love drive-in theaters. It's kids that absolutely love and adore horror movies. Um, and what's really funny is like, you know, I think maybe up until when I worked in a school, I'd be like, ah, kids that age, like, I didn't give them enough credit for like how much they know and love horror, like working with some like middle school kids that are like getting into the genre. It's really fun. And especially like when kids like are in my office, they play with my Michael doll Myers plushie and talk about their favorite horror movies. Um, But this one is like, there's some genuinely super, super creepy moments in this movie, but it's not so scary. You can't watch it with like a little bit of an older kid. It's a good, I would say like a really good starter for maybe people, people that want to start liking horror movies but don't want to jump in too much into the deep end it's a good one you could watch with like a 10 year old kid that wants to get their toe in and want something a bit spooky for halloween we love gateway horror we love gateway horror horror. um okay i'm gonna keep in the same vein as my previous two i think um and again not even on purpose i just think it was like this undiscoverable or undiscussable thing that i couldn't really pinpoint as to what i love but the next one for me is beetlejuice um, Beetlejuice is another really special movie. I definitely, is one of those that I saw as a kid and kind of grew up watching and rewatching. Um, you know, as we know, we've talked about it a million times, uh, Batman 89 is one of my favorite movies, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
and he's part of my childhood and seeing Batman be in this kind of role is truly uh, magical for me too. Um, I'm sure you all know about Beetlejuice, but Beetlejuice is a movie about a family, um, about a couple that dies in their home and become ghosts and or dies outside their home and become ghosts um, haunting their own home. And then a new kind of quirky family moves in and uh, takes over their house and they're not happy about it because they just want to kind of live their quiet farmhouse life. Um, and in doing so, they uh, hear about a gentleman named Beetlejuice who is a bioexorcist. He's a demon who says that he will, he's a bioexorcist. That's exactly what that sounds like. He'll <laughs> exercise your home of humans. Um, and so they basically, uh, desperate, being able, unable to haunt the Dietz family out of their home, they engage with Beetlejuice to try and uh, expel the humans from their home. But in doing so, they realize that maybe they probably shouldn't have hired Beetlejuice because he's a little bit of a wild card. Yes, um, you, don't, you kind of don't know what you're getting there. Don't you're getting into when you engage a demon named Beetlejuice who calls himself a bioexorcist. But it's very funny. I'm sure you've all seen it, but if you haven't, lucky you because you get to watch it for the first time it's very funny um i uh, actually um in the black museum if you guys know about the black museum um it's a, a program here in toronto um and uh, they do these things called the black museum debates and ariel fisher and i actually competed uh in the best horror comedy debate and we won with beetlejuice um what were the other entries the other entries were Shaun of the dead um which i thought had a really good fighting chance but um mm-hmm. the team did not perform. Uh, Scream, which was really easy to be like, nope, it's not a horror comedy. It's not a comedy. It's, it's not got a comedy. funny bits. But, <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah we we're like, just because there's a joke in it, it's not a comedy, which is like every single person yeah. responds to them the whole like, time, but they Jamie performed really Jamie well. Ken- yeah. Jamie Kennedy's <laughs> career post-Scream is not a comedy in and of itself. Oh, zing. <laughs> hey! hey. Um, yeah, not a comedy. Jokes. Um, yeah, and then uh, we were up against, we really thought it was a really, really tight race between us and what we do in the shadows. Um, okay. The team did a really excellent excellent job uh carolyn Merced, who um is uh she's uh view from the dark um yeah on twitter uh she's very smart and uh does a podcast actually with ashley blackwell she's very cool um and uh, is a programmer for the blood in the snow film festival anyway she did um that's her resume uh, mm-hmm. she did what we do in the shadows with her partner and it was a close race they did a really great job Ooh. but yeah it was tough it was tough we were like ooh, um it was tough but uh yeah, so Beetlejuice, I think it's really special. I think it's laugh out loud funny. I think it's really rewatchable. Um, and it's just like super spooky, Halloween-y, goth queen, Lydia Dietz, all that nonsense. Yep. And it's just like super fun. And I think really Halloween-y. Um, yeah. That, is, that was one of the ones on my list too. So oh, I'll back you, you up on that. Excellent. That actually might be, we're doing a outdoor movie a Halloween party for Ada in a couple weeks. And I think that might be something that we have to make one of the movies that we watch. Cause I need something that like the other parents will say that's okay to watch. Mm. And I think that will make the cut. So, um, so I will move on then and say session nine, which again is not necessarily a Halloween movie, but takes place in Danvers, Massachusetts. Sorry, takes place in Danvers, Massachusetts, which if you don't know is Salem and Jace. Um, and it took place in the old Danvers mental Institute, which is now gone. It is now condos because sure. Um, God, that movie is just, it's so It's Brad Anderson's directorial debut. It is just so unnerving from start to finish. And it's a movie that never really shows it hand, shows its hand. It never really explains itself. It's just this unsettling, 
possibly supernatural horror that just gets under your skin from start to finish. And I think the beauty of it is like the abandoned asylum in and of itself becomes this massive character in the movie. So it's New England D. Um, you're set in New England, but really what it is is this gothic massive structure that according to the cast and crew, they did not really set dress when they did this movie. Um, they just said, looked at it and said, yep, we got exactly what we need. Um, I never did like a giant tour of it, but you know, I definitely kind of went in and peeked into it and then like noped out of kind of like going any further in because I am a big Frady cat and chicken and would not do it. Um, and I kind of regret it because it is no longer there, but I can say just being on those grounds, you're like, this is really scary. This is really under so my chest is like tightening you're as like, I say you look this. So stressed like, mm-hmm. as you're just saying it. So, you look yeah. So session nine again cannot say enough wonderful things. Let's do like one more each. Okay, one more each. Um, I'm not even. I'm gonna or skip. two more. One or two. We'll see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say one more, but I'm gonna jam in a quick one. How okay. About that? I'm gonna do like one Let's do that. I'm going to skip over Scream because you all know that I watch Scream every Halloween. It's not a Halloween movie. It's just one of the best movies of all time. It's my favorite scary movie, and I watch it every Halloween. That's all you need to know. But I'm going to go for my last Halloween movie. I'm going with The Craft. I'm talking about okay. like the original The Craft. I'm um, not the remake. I haven't seen the remake yet. I'm That's not an indictment of it. I just haven't had an opportunity to see it. Um, I love the original The Craft. Um, I think what's cool about it is that even like non-horror fans have like this really cool um, relationship with it. It's a cool story about a group of women, which even though they end up like not being best buds in the end, it's still like a cool story of womanhood and sisterhood. I think it's also pretty cool to see a story of women and their relationships not necessarily working out. I think that's kind of cool to see as well. Um, So yeah, I mean, We Are the Weirdos, Mister is a classic. I just got some really excellent uh, earrings that are planchettes that say We Are the Weirdos, Mister that um, were beaded by like this really amazing indigenous artists beaded them and they're so cool um i've gotten really into earrings this year because i'm on zoom so much and it's just like that's the only part of me that you see so i've just Mm -hmm. been buying like all these giant fandom earrings um and so yeah i just love the craft i think its whole tone again if we're kind of talking about like that autumn vibe like they're wearing like long sleeves and tights and they're standing outside a lot so it always looks really mild and there's like you know kind of a lot of foliage and they're in the woods a lot and it's spooky And it's about witches without being like, you know, super into the witchy, nitty gritty and Satanism elements of it. But they have like so much fun visiting the bookstore, which is something that like, you know, curious young people might do in October, visit the like witchcraft store. Like I've been through that. Um, So it's just like a really cool, fun, special movie. If you were a Scream fan, it was cool to see Nev Campbell. Um, Yeah. And it's just I think it's just like a really special, really great movie that all my friends are always willing to watch, which I think is cool. too. Yeah. Fantastic pick. Really enjoy that movie. What is your quick pick? What is one you want to just kind of scream? Scream was my quick one where I was just like, I watch it every year. I'm going to the drive in to see it this year. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. We did a a scream Blair Witch Project double feature at the drive in last summer, and it was awesome. It was awesome, like seeing so many like teenagers there for it. Like, you know, really quick scream five. You in? Um, Ooh, the hesitation. I want to be. Um, okay. I want to be. That's what I'm I'll in. Say. I love yeah. Scream. I love it. I um, like. I, oh, I'm gonna watch it. Like, of no, but yeah. I, you know, am I excited? I don't know yet. Okay. Um, I love Scream. I host. I usually host a Screamathon every October. Ooh. Um, I haven't done it in a few years, which is really mm-hmm. sad. Um, 
I take Scream very seriously. I host a wicked movie marathon. Let me well, tell you. Well, it's one of my favorite movies of all time and one of my favorite franchises. So yes. no arguments Agreed. there. Agree, um, agree, I'm going to go, like, I'm going with a lot of kid-friendly picks I this like year. It. So, yeah, because, you know, having an 11-year-old, like, I get to live Halloween through her in a lot of ways, which it's her first year where she's going to be trick-or-treating with her friends and not exclusively dad. Like I'll be dropping them off in the neighborhood and then, I don't know, like lurching around behind them or something. (laughs) Who knows? Um, But 1987's The Monster Squad. uh, Oh, I love that pick. uh, Love this movie so much from uh, director Fred Decker, who co-wrote it with Shane Black, who... Uh, you know, his wrote, I think, wrote a ton of great movies. Um, but Monster Squad, like, I am someone that grew up on the old Universal Monster movies, like Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy, The Wolfman. Um, love the story of a bunch of, like, a young adolescent boys uh, kind of, like, banding together. And, like, it, you know, and there is some language in it that obviously that you would not put in a 2021 movie that comes out of some of these kids' mouths. But I will say that as someone that was like at that age when this came out, like unfortunately not knowing better, that's how we talk sometimes. But it's great banter. I love when Dracula calls the little girl a bitch. Like, it's like, give me the stone, you bitch. Like that just, it cracks me up because like you could get away with that shit in the 80s. And it's like, yes, it's not right. But I think that's kind of what like makes the movie. The creature effects are great. Like they, you know, are not exact replicas of the uh, monsters, but they look close enough to be a really fair representation. The Wolfman story is really sad and tragic. And my God, Tom Noonan is Frankenstein is just a goddamn delight. Just absolutely wonderful. It gave us the delightful Stephen King rules t-shirt mem that I think we all know and love. Um, so yeah, that is my last uh, full pick. And I will say to just kind of like jam something in very quickly, I'm going to give a huge prop to Hubie Halloween, the Adam Sandler movie that uh, came out on Netflix last year. And again, not scary at all. It's a pure comedy, um, but filmed in Salem, Mass. It looks like Halloween in Massachusetts. Like they got everything right. Sandler is hilarious in it. And I am someone that has mental debates like who had the best post SNL movie career? Mike Myers, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. And it's a toss up for me between Ferrell and Sandler. Um, And we can go into reasons why at a later time. But like this to me, like his 2020 was like uncut gems in Hubie Halloween. Like that is an A plus knock it out of the park, like Hall of Fame year right there. So um, it's hilarious. Like it's just, and it reunites him and Lori Bowen, who was his love interest in um, Happy Gilmore. So God love you there. Um, And it's just like, it's a delightful, fun, goofy, non mean spirited movie that like, we actually, we have some friends coming over this weekend and like, they don't like horror movies. They're bringing their kids over to like play in the trampoline and watch a movie in the backyard. And like, this is the movie that we're going to watch. Like, this is what I pitched. I'm like, it's not scary, but it's Halloweeny. It's really fun. And they're like, all right, we'll come up. So I I love that. I love that pick. I yeah. um I was lukewarm on Hubie Halloween, but I think I I 
first of all, I love Sandler. Like I love yeah. Sandman. I, I talk about him so like much. as if he's my friend. If you like take five minutes to like dig into Adam Sandler in Toronto, he, every time he's here, he gets a hot dog from the same hot dog stand. Mm-hmm. And so I like see him, I've seen him like in the distance a bunch yep. of times grabbing a dog. And I like think of it as like, it's like seeing like the king in real life. Yeah. But um, I love Sandman. And I just feel like what I loved about Hubie Halloween was like, whether I liked it or not, I was like, it is just dope that we got a Halloween horror, like a Halloween comedy Halloween movie yeah. on Netflix that was like exciting. Like what a that cool anyone could watch. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, just what a great thing. Yep. And I haven't seen, I think it's night books is like the new uh, family horror movie on it's, Netflix. Yes. And that was okay. Okay. I haven't watched it, it yet. Was, it's okay. Like okay. I could see, I think my daughter had aged out of it just a little. Kristen Ritter is amazing and should be in everything. Oh, I love her. Um, I adore her so much. So she makes the movie work. Let's put it that way. If it was somebody else, I don't think it really would have worked, but it's definitely worth a watch. Fun fact about Adam Sandler. He went to high school with a woman who was like a few years older than me that when I worked at a record shop, like I had a massive crush on her and uh, like followed her around like a puppy dog. Um, And like he went to high school with her and like at one day, like he saw her in the library and just like sat next to her and did his whole like, no, I won't go out with you. You cannot be in love with me. And she's like, what the fuck's going on right now? Uh, Like class clown. He actually, the best stand up show I've ever, it was Seinfeld with Adam Sandler opening. Um, the season he joined SNL and Seinfeld, it was like in between the first and second season. Uh, and my dad scored me and my friends tickets for it. It was like back, back row, but like, who cares? Um, still like probably one of my all time favorite, like just Seinfeld doing his thing and then coming out after the show to just hang out and say like, throw me some lines and I'll make a bit happen from it. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. And Sandler killed it. Like absolutely killed it. So I mean, it's not, I love Seinfeld is my life. And, uh, I'm like, I love comedy, but I'm very picky about comedy. Like I can't, I couldn't even tell you five comedies that I like, but I love comedy. Um, And like, I think uh, Happy Gilmore is one of like the funniest movies, best comedies like ever made by like, it absolutely is. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are two of my comfort picks. Like watch them all the time. Like if I need a pick me up, I think even like last Christmas, I did like an Adam Sandler movie thon where I just did like that wedding singer big daddy like a bunch of his stuff um so yeah we'll end our halloween episode uh with some love (laughs) on a love letter to adam sandler (laughs) i love it but this was a brief kind of mini show like if you need some ideas like what should we watch this halloween season um you know, if you, I have not seen Halloween Kills yet, so I can't say to wash the taste of it out of your mouth because I don't know. I haven't seen it myself, but I'm a little bit nervous going into it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's a, I'll um, be very intrigued your position. Yeah. You know, I know some people who love it really love it, but they're in the minority. The people who hate it, like, are really shouting it down. So... We'll see what happens. But, you know, just to give you some ideas, like, what should we watch for this last week of Halloween? Uh, And there we go. So we announced last week we're going to take a break in November. We're going to post a couple of patron episodes. And then hopefully the show will come back and be a little bit retooled and look a little different. I don't want to go in the whole spiel again because we just did that. Go back and listen to our uh, episode on festival favorites. And we kind of talk a little bit more about that. But needless to say, like, 
like we just kind of need a little bit of a break right now. We need a little bit of a chance to kind of retool. But that said, let's go enjoy Halloween, everyone. Have a great Halloween season. We hope you're enjoying it. Eat lots of candy, wear scary masks, and watch a lot of horror movies. And have a great one. Halloween Toys R Us doesn't miss a trick and the price is a retreat. We've got costumes for all Toys R Us kids, even grown-ups, and loads of candy, makeup, masks, and more. Toys R Us will make your Halloween supernatural. <laughs> Hey, listeners, it's just Mike here. thought I would do something a little bit different right now for this because it is the week of Halloween, and it tends to be the week that we pick up the remote control, start scanning through our selection of streaming services or go through our Blu-ray collection and go, what the fuck am I going to watch? And then the biggest nightmare of all is not picking anything to watch and then just endlessly doom scrolling through your various lists. So I thought I would take a look at some of the different streaming services and what they are offering this Halloween season for your viewing pleasure. Now, this is going to be a pretty good mix of stuff. I try to keep it so that it would be kind of a mix of stuff for the hardcore horror fan as well as someone who just watches horror movies around this time of year and they're looking for something to get into. Part of the criteria I've used is this. It can't just be like a horror movie or horror television show on a site. It has to be under that particular services, uh, what they're labeling their Halloween section. So for example, like Netflix has a giant amount of horror movies of various quality but not all of them are listed under Halloween favorites. So I'm going to look at services like Netflix, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus, as well as Shudder. And let's see who comes out on top this Halloween season for your viewing habits. All right, we're going to start with the granddaddy of them. We're going to start with the service that started the whole streaming thingamajig. We are going to start with Netflix. Now, if you're a Netflix subscriber, you know that you're kind of a slave to the almighty uh, algorithm. And that is no no um, different here when it comes to their Halloween services. Fun fact, when you go to the Netflix website, they label it Halloween favorites. It doesn't always pop up, which is really, really weird, especially if you're someone like me whose list, is, list and viewing habits are like 90% horror stuff. So in order to get anything, I actually had to like search Halloween and then was brought to something called Halloween favorites. Now, I am going to guess because of the way Netflix operates that everybody's list of movies is going to look just a little bit different overall when it comes to Netflix. But this is what I found when it brought me there. It's called Halloween Favorites. First thing that I notice is there is a lot of what I would call family-friendly content on there. Uh, the movies that popped up were Paranorman, 
Monster House, as well as the Netflix original movie, Hubie Halloween. Uh, and if you've heard me on this show before, of course, you can go back to last Halloween where uh, my daughter Ada and I gave you like an hour long review and breakdown of Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween and why we think that is a seasonal classic that you should watch every year. Um, the other title that popped up was the Netflix original series, Lock and Key, uh, both seasons are up right now you can binge all of them that would be a, a show that i would say good for the tweens you know like young adult teen crowd someone kind of just getting into horror they want something a little bit spooky um and then maybe something just you know a little more than your typical goosebumps type show goosebumps also popped up on my lips uh list the show from the 90s moving on from there on netflix if you are what my co-host on the um, psychoanalysis horror therapy podcast jen ferratu calls a flanistan obviously you know if you're a mike flanagan fan netflix is the place to be for his stuff uh his shows the house on haunted hill the house of bly manor and midnight mass all three of those are terrific watches for the halloween season and all of them popped up under my halloween favorites banner after that there was a mix of really fun tv shows it had ash versus the evil dead sabrina the teenage witch which is just dripping with atmosphere i i've i have to finish the series i watched the first two seasons and absolutely loved them and just loved the vibe they were going for the set design is amazing uh you'll find stuff that is heavily inspired uh by argento as well as barker like just classic horror stuff on there in their set design uh stranger things popped up for like some sci-fi horror the walking dead all of the seasons are up i think except for the current one uh every season of supernatural is up as well as the french original series uh marianne that popped up on my halloween favorites as well that is a spooky as shit show on netflix yes you've got to do some reading there are subtitles uh but there is like images on there that will just haunt you for days uh, i do have to say that overall i found netflix to be kind of the weakest of the streaming services when it came to their halloween favorites selection obviously there are a ton of categories that deal with horror they have just straightforward horror movies supernatural horror television horror kid-friendly horror um, slasher movies, true crime, tons of different like micro categories. But again, for the purposes of this exercise, I am going specifically by what was listed in their Halloween hub. So that is what Netflix brought to the table, which again, kind of weak sauce overall. I will say to be fair, uh, some stuff that is up there, like the Insidious Chapter 1 and 2 is up there. I believe the first two Creep movies are up there. And then I believe there is Someone Inside the House, uh, which is a new teen slasher movie, which is a lot of fun. Uh, that is up there as well. But those are outside the Halloween favorites selection. 
Moving on, let's go to Amazon Prime. Now, Amazon Prime is calling their uh, content hub for Halloween the Now Screaming Selection, which I thought was a cute little name. Now, for the purposes of this, obviously with Amazon, if you're a Prime member, you get like a Netflix type of service, but you can also buy and rent movies. I am strictly going by what you get um, for free as a Prime member. Um, I don't want to do anything where you have to like pay above and beyond for it. So obviously, if there's a movie you want to like rent or buy, you can just kind of type in the name of that and do it. But this is what you get as a Prime member. For starters, there's a lot of like new and original content out there for this Halloween season. Uh, and we're just going to scratch the surface. This is a real basic overview. But for starters, you get the Welcome to the Blumhouse series of films. It is they are four films that were co-produced by Amazon and Blumhouse for original horror movies, including The Manor, Madres, Black as Night, and Bingo Hell. Bingo Hell, to me, looks like the best of the bunch. It kind of has that hobo with a shotgun, uh, like humorous exploitation feel, except it has uh, starring... Um, Richard Brake, and it stars a bunch of like elderly persons playing bingo that get tempted by the devil. And it is directed by Gigi Saul Guerrero, who is she is just fantastic. She's a uh, filmmaker that just makes us wonderful, fun uh, horror movies, horror shorts, and she should be making just a million billion things overall. So that would be my pick under the Welcome to the Blumhouse banner for 2021. Uh, there are also series out there like the first season of a show called Truth Seekers starring Nick Frost is up there. That's like a horror comedy where he plays like a I think like a janitor by day and like paranormal investigator by night. Uh, if you like Nick Frost and things like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz um, then I, in World's End, I think that this is something you would absolutely dig. Um there is a new teen slasher series that is out there. Uh, I It's a reboot of I Know What You Did Last Summer, except it is being reimagined now as a television show rather than a movie, and they're dropping new episodes every week. Uh, also, for original content, there is the... Um, podcast or I guess video podcast of lore uh, which cool kind of reenactments and uh, retellings of uh, American folklore and American folk tradition uh, it explores the different mythologies that are throughout the country um, that we've kind of established in our few hundred years here and uh, it's a really fun retelling of it. It's kind of you want to learn a little bit, but also want something a little bit spooky. Lore is something I would look to as a fun watch. Um, that fun tends to be the key word when it comes to the net, the Amazon Prime uh, now screaming selections. A couple movies that stood out. There is Vincent Price's House on Haunted Hill. Uh, there is The Monster Squad, as well as some real creepers like The Fog, Dead and Buried, um, House. Um, so you have a real... Oh, and also for newer movies, there is the found footage thriller uh, Hell House LLC. The first movie is up there streaming for Prime members, and that's a really good found footage. I'm a sucker for 
kind of uh, haunted house movies and haunted attraction movies. Um, so that's one of my favorites from the past five or six years. I really dig that one. If you're looking for more diversity in your selections, they have under the banner of now screaming selections that are read by, led by black, Asian, and Hispanic American uh, categories as well. So you can kind of diversify your horror selections a little bit. There's a lot more that is up there. The thing about Amazon is it tends their prime selection tends to be very hit or miss. There's some hidden gems that sometimes get buried uh, in their selections overall, but it's a lot of content. There is some really fun stuff out there. It is a huge step above what Netflix is offering for their Halloween selections for sure. All right, up next we have HBO Max. Their hub is called Halloween is Here. It's been up since the beginning of the month. Um, HBO Max is probably the my favorite of all of the streaming services. I'm kind of lucky enough where it's bundled into my phone plan, and that, along with the educator's discount, makes it a really cheap price for me, which is great. Um, the great thing about HBO Max is they're kind of pulling from all of their hubs, whether it be Warner Brothers, whether it be uh, the TCM uh, Turner Classic Movies, whether it be the DC Comics Hub, so they have a ton of different and a ton of different material they can draw from, as well as their original content as well. So I found with HBO Max, you had the best mix of like classic horror and then like modern horror masterpieces as well. So for example, uh, you this is the only place I could fi easily find Hammer Horror. There are three Christopher Lee Dracula films, including The Horror of Dracula in Dracula 1972 AD. Uh, and I, to me, like Christopher Lee is the best of any movie Dracula, and I love the Hammer the Hammer Horror Dracula movie. So those two were up there, as well as their version of The Mummy, and also their version of Frankenstein with the Curse of Frankenstein. Um, so if you need your, and there's also a lot of like classic monster movies up there as well, including some Godzilla movies, uh, the King original King Kong movie, obviously from this year, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, that was up as part of their hub as well. Um, in terms of like other modern movies you're going to find, if you love good goat story or you're a fan of the conjuring movies, uh, the first three Conjuring movies are up there, as well as a mix of the spinoffs as well. What I found really fun about their um, hub was when you scroll to the bottom of it, there were three uh, quote-unquote doors that were marked, just like in It Chapter 1, and they were marked not scary at all, scary, and very scary. And depending on which one you clicked, it would take you to either something kind of family-friendly, something that was maybe intermediate horror, or something that they would label as very scary. What was funny about that is like one of the selections they had under there was the musical Jersey Boys. Um, that was kind of a cute little joke speaking of it they had both it chapter one and two as well as the 1990 miniseries directed by tommy lee wallace up there so if you need your clown fixation this hollow halloween season you could get that uh, if you're a fan of zombie movies 
Um, they had both Return of the Living Dead Parts 1 and Parts 3 up there. I love Part 3. Uh, I think that one's phenomenal. Um, they had the 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later movies up there, as well as Night of the Living Dead. So they had stuff for zombie fans, if that's your thing. The DC Comics animated offerings had some stuff for uh, horror fans as well, whether it was Batman versus Dracula, Gotham by Gaslight, or uh, Justice League Dark, as well as an animated Constantine movie. Um, and again, there was a big emphasis on fun. You had the Critters movies up there. You had the OG Blob movie starring Steve McQueen, as well as a ton of different um, just straight-up monster movies, which if you know me, you know that like I think Halloween is more about monster fun and haunted houses and emphasizing the uh, trick part of the holiday as opposed to just like super gory movies speaking of tricks uh this would be the place where if you needed to stream probably the best halloween anthology this side of creep show uh trick or treat uh from mike doherty is up there as well for your streaming so you can get your sam fix uh, and finally, uh, if you want some really fun, bloody, gross out, but again, fun fucking horror, um, and you for some reason don't own Sam Raimi's Evil Dead trilogy, HBO Max was the place that had them. And again, it was under the Halloween is here hub. Found it easy to navigate, saw they had a lot of great stuff broken out in there. Um, really thought that it was the place to go. Like it's probably, you know, this season where I've watched the most stuff from a streaming service overall when I've watched a horror movie. To be honest, this season I've actually ended up streaming and rewatching all of the Sopranos from season one all the way through the end, all 86 episodes. So, uh, yeah, you can find that as well, as well as the bald asshole episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Lots of great stuff. Um, that bald asshole Halloween episode on Curb is just, to be one of my favorites. So, anyway, moving on, that's HBO Max. Um, next up, we have Disney+, and I would say your... Uh, level of acceptance for the Disney Plus in Halloween is going to basically boil down to how much you really want to watch Hocus Pocus over and over again. To me, it is, you know, I don't think I've ever sat through Hocus Pocus from start to finish. It's just not a movie that uh, even my daughter ever really wanted to watch, so we kind of avoided it. It's cute. The bits I've seen are okay, but whatever. It's if you want to stream Hocus Pocus this season, Disney Plus has it for you. There are a lot of other titles that are up there. You have uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, as well as Tim Burton's Frankenweenie. Uh, obviously, with Disney Plus, it's going to be the largest selection of uh, kid-friendly content. And I think it's the name of their um, content hub is like Halloween is here. Something really basic like that. I'm doing this one off the top of my head. Um in terms of new specials, there is the Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is, you know, kind of cute. It's Gonzo having to spend the night in uh, the Haunted Mansion, him and his buddy, the, I can't think of the prawn's name, but it's Pepe the Prawn. They have to spend the night in the Haunted Mansion uh, and they inherit 
something or other. It's a little slow going at the beginning. I thought the last half of it was really fun. Um, there's an article uh, interview with Frank Oz recently talking about the problems with the Muppets ever since Disney took them over. And I'm inclined to agree with him. I don't think quite Disney know think Disney knows what to do with the Muppets. I think they really don't understand the subversive nature of them overall. And I don't think they've ever done a great job with the property in terms of just getting the most out of the Muppets like Jim Henson did. But it's cute. It's a fun way to pass an hour. Um, other stuff that's up there, obviously, if you're a Simpsons fan, every Treehouse of Horror episode is up, and it's under one heading, so you can go through them really quickly. Um, it doesn't really matter how bad the Simpsons gets the Treehouse uh, of Horror episodes are always a lot of fun. I just watched one of the latter ones tonight. I think it was from 2008. So that's actually like now mid-period Simpsons, which is kind of scary to think about how much time passes, uh, where they had the Grand Pumpkin, where you had like a, it was obviously a spoof on the Great Pumpkin, and it ends with a giant-ass racist pumpkin chasing everyone around and eating them. And it was really funny. Like, that's actually probably would have been one of my favorite bits, period. Forget about one of my favorite latter Simpsons Treehouse of Horror stuff. Um, if you're a Disney fan, there are tons of, like, Disney-centric from the Disney Channel television show episodes, like their Halloween-centric episodes. They have those all listed. I, that's not my thing, but if you have little kids or you have a young family, you can kind of go through that. That may be fun. There's like specifically a villains section where they have all their different villains like uh, Maleficent and stuff like that. Uh, and again, I mentioned Hocus Pocus, like that's your big draw right there. You know, just mostly, you know, I think the scariest thing you're going to find is like Mr. Boogity that is on there, but by and large, you're getting all family-friendly content. Uh, I believe it also has the Mr. Toad and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, cartoon up there as well. And I would say I, I didn't see it on there at first blush, but I know I watched it last year through Disney. Um, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow narrated by Bing Crosby. Like that to me is like classic Disney. Um, that is probably my favorite interpretation of the legend of sleepy hollow. And I think that deserves a rewatch every year. So that's what you can find on, uh, Disney plus if you're a subscriber. All right. Continuing things right now, we have our friends at Hulu every year. They have their hub called Hulu ween, which is clever and cute. Um, they have a pretty decent selection of stuff overall, uh, movies like Signs, some of the Resident Evil movies, uh, The Exorcist, The Beginning. Um, it is kind of like a hit or miss selection. Obviously, they draw a pretty wide swath through a lot of the television programming that's out there. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show is out there, so that's always a fun watch. The Child's Play remake is on there. That is something that I am higher on than most people, uh, but whatever. Um, in terms of family stuff, they have things like the Adams Family animated movie. Uh, if you're a fan of the Olsen twins, their early 90s special Double Double Toil and Trouble is up there. I don't know why you would want that. Edward Scissorhands. Um, 
They have a thing called Bite Size Halloween, these short little animated movies. They have some really fun like cooking stuff up there for Halloween as well. A lot of humorous and funny horror. Tragedy Girls is up there. Little Monsters is up there. Um, It's a hit or miss selection. It's pretty easy to navigate through it. Um, For whatever reason, there's a bunch of Friday the 13th movies that are up. I don't necessarily associate that with Halloween season, but eh, you know, whatever, you know, you do you. Um, And there's a lot of like television, obviously, that you can binge things like uh, a lot of the American Horror Story um, series are up under that. The Castle Rock series is under there as well. Um, Twilight Zone, they have a lot of old Twilight Zone episodes and seasons up there as well. X-Files are up there. The Exorcist television show. Um, overall, there are a decent amount of things that you can choose from if you go under Hulu's banner. I think it's a bit hit or miss overall. Your mileage might vary. I would say it's more for the person that um, maybe isn't the hardest of hardcore horror fans but wants something kind of light to watch this Halloween season. All right, next we have Peacock, which I typically wouldn't include when I talk about any streaming services because, frankly, it's t- I don't really find it that great. Um, however, you know, number one, if you're an Xfinity subscriber, you get it for free. You get the $5 tier for free. And it does have a pretty decent amount of stuff that's up there under the Peacocktober uh, moniker, which... Yikes, not exactly the best name. The big draw for it this month, it is where you can stream Halloween Kills um, if you have the 5 or $10 tier. The $5 tier usually have ads in terms of Halloween Kills. You only get like a 30-second ad at the beginning of the movie. Then it runs ad-free. Um, they've actually put a ton of really good content up here it is where you can stream a lot of the classic universal monster movies like dracula frankenstein the bride of frankenstein creature from the black lagoon um they have a couple deeper cuts up there like frankenstein meets the wolfman the invisible man returns um the creature walks among us as well as dracula's daughter um there is a lot of cool stuff. It does not have Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein or meet the Wolfman up there this year, which is kind of disappointing. Um, there are a lot of franchise collections up there, including Saw, Child's Play, some Friday the 13th movies, the Elm Street movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's not all of them up there, but there are a few. Uh, and they have... Um, all of the psychos except the first one, as well as Bates Motel. They do have the psycho remake up there, so take that for what you will. They have Halloween episodes from shows like The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Dead Silence, The Sixth Sense, The Innkeepers. Um, so they actually have a pretty, and The Exorcist is up there. Also, The Exorcist 3 is up there as well. There's actually a pretty decent amount of stuff that's up there, including some family-friendly fare like Gremlins, The Munsters, um, The Little Witch, um, Goat Squad, which is a kid-friendly, you know, non-horror horror movie. So 
decent amount of things. Oh, oh, and the blob remake. That's in the fun house. So decent amount of stuff up there if you want like a lot of classic 80s and fun horror or you like the Universal movies. Uh, and that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. So oddly enough, there is a really solid amount of stuff up there on Peacock right now. Plus, it's where you can stream Halloween Kills if you choose to do so. Okay, finally, we got to do Shudder. Now, to be honest, Shudder's a bit of a ringer because the whole service is horror movies. So you know that uh, you're going to find something you want up there. I mean, Shudder to me is, it's the if you're a horror fan, it's kind of essential. It's like you need Shudder, you need a subscription to Fangoria, uh, you need to listen to The Pot and the Pendulum. Those are the three things that like every horror movie fan needs in their life in order to be a quote-unquote horror fan but shutter halloween's a little different like i'm going to be really honest with you there's only about two dozen titles that are up there uh and again the criteria isn't who has the most horror movies or who has the best horror movies but who has the best halloween collection so what you're getting right now under their collection number one it's the only place you can stream John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, as well as Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. And I think you may have heard me say this elsewhere, but like Halloween 4 is definitely one of my go-tos when it comes to like if I want a Halloween movie to stream. I think it's one of the ones that best represents the holiday it's a fucking great slasher movie from the 80s. It's one of my favorites. Is it as good as John Carpenter's Halloween? No, of course not. Let's not talk stupid. But it is, it's a blast. So you can get Halloween, Halloween 4, Halloween 5 on under their um, Shutter Halloween section. From there, you have some other great movies. You have Elvira's 40th Anniversary Special is up there, which is a blast. The Creep Show uh, series and the Creep Show animated specials are up there as well. Um, Elvira's Mistress of the Dark is up there. Uh, Night of the Demons, a classic Halloween movie, is great. You also have two of my favorite things, which are the Gulag and uh, actually three things this year. The standard Gulag, the Return of the Gulag, and then the Night of the Gulag. Just if you want something on in the background for some amb- it's it's the equivalent of the Christmas um yule log video like watching the fireplace and it's just so relaxing i can tell you that a lot of days i'll go into work and just throw this on and just have it in the background and enjoy it um other highlights under there a shutter halloween would be the tales of halloween anthology which i think is an underappreciated uh gem of an anthology film is it as good as trick-or-treat it is not overall the overall quality of the segments kind of like dips and varies especially towards the end but like when it works it is absolutely brilliant um the wnuf halloween special is up there it's just again it's become a little bit of a classic go-to movie uh for horror fans to watch the halloween season with good reason um the hell house trilogy parts one two and three are all up there uh, you know Two is not really that great. I like three. One is the classic, as well as the documentary um, Spookers, which takes a look at um, 
a hunt attraction in a, an abandoned asylum out in Australia. Uh, and it talks about the persons that work that. There is the slasher movie Haunt. Uh, and then there is also the documentary Haunters, The Art of the Scare. This one is a bit notorious. Um, it dives into the... Um, world of extreme haunts including the really controversial McKamey Manor um, if you basically want to see full-blown psychopathy you should watch this it's a it's a really good documentary I do recommend it I am a sucker for haunted attractions and you kind of see in this case the really extreme ones so overall I mean the thing with Shutter is like their Shutter um, Halloween section isn't that great um, in terms of like the depth of it, but I mean, there are literally hundreds of fantastic fucking horror movies on Shudder, so like, let's not split hairs. I would say we'll cheat a little bit this Halloween season, do a little double feature of Dead and Buried along with The Fog, and have yourself a good time. Go ahead, watch Dead and Buried and tell me that doesn't give you huge vibes. Um, that are similar to Halloween three when you watch that movie or even Blade Runner. And you can hear actually, I guested uh, recently on an episode of scarred for life with Terry and Mary Beth talking about this specific movie that should be out in a few days or early November, I believe. So go ahead and check me out talking like a jackass there. All right. So I know there are a lot more streaming services, but I think we covered a half dozen of them. Those are, if you're looking for something to watch this Halloween season and kind of want to know where to tool around, I would say a mix of Amazon Prime, HBO Max, and Shudder are going to give you your best overall mix of new, old, classic, horror humor, horror television Um Peacock is a surprisingly deep mix, especially if you're someone that really loves franchise horror or if you're the casual horror fan and you want something fun to put on in the background and something that maybe everybody would know, um, that would be my go-to. And of course, like Shudder is just, it's Shudder. You know, there's like, just throw a dart at it and you'll find something you're going to want to watch. So Hope you really like this. It was something a little bit different, kind of a way to end our spooky season here. Um, like I said, in November, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we are going to post episodes um, which are going to be uh, content from our Patreon. So I, I know that we're going to do uh, our episode on Mom and Dad in the main feed, and then we just got to pick one other show uh, to put up and maybe I'll do some stuff like this just to kind of stay in the habit uh, and in December we should be returning with a little bit of a different format we'll still stick to franchises by and large but we're gonna kind of change things up a little bit just so we can kind of keep delivering what I hope is some of the most fun and best uh, podcasting for horror stuff that's out there. So in the meantime, you can follow me at Mike underscore Snoonian. You can follow the show at pod and penned over on Twitter. Please do us a favor, like go to iTunes, rate, review, give us a five-star rating and a few kind words. It helps the uh, algorithm. It helps people find us. You know, and it's an ego boost. It is a little bit of a like, why do we do this thing again? Uh, And having a nice review and a few kind words goes a long way. The five-star reviews are what we're looking for. 
I hope everyone has an awesome Halloween season. I hope you get the candy you want, you watch the movies you want, and get to go to some kick-ass haunted attractions. It is my favorite time of the year. I'll say driving around tonight um, through uh, our town and the neighboring towns. It just looks like classic New England. It's a little bit cloudy. It's a little bit rainy. The leaves are turning. People are decorating their homes. Uh, It just felt like fall season, and it really is the best time of year. So hopefully we get to appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you, all of our listeners. And on that note, I'll let you go. Have a fantastic Halloween in spooky season.